So how did the Atuas report come about? Uh, so for some years, I've been on local and regional radio, and I've spent some time over the years uh, between college and local television, uh, from community television, access television, to uh, radio. I always had a passion for information, and I always felt that I needed to share all that I knew. Um, and so for me, this opportunity to host the Atuas Report came about really uh, after some years of being away from it, uh, from this work often. Um, the consistency for me changed a great deal after I was uh, found dead in my apartment three years ago in West Philadelphia. Uh, at that moment, um, I didn't think I was going to live. They didn't expect me to live. And one of the things that I recall the doctor saying to me was that you're never going to be able to walk, talk, or breathe again on your own. And so from that moment, I knew I had to fight to prove them wrong um, and to prove myself uh, wrong. I, I didn't have the doubt that I could do it. Hence the idea behind the Atuas report simply because as a member of the LGBTQ community, someone who identifies with the trans community, as a woman of trans experience, I have often found that uh, the news that is often shared doesn't have us throughout the th thread unless it's something regarding uh, an untimely and tragic killing or death. I knew from my survival, my story, it was one that was different. Uh, one that got very little attention, if none, um, besides my peers and folks who knew me. Um, my attack was something that was left as a lo lover's quarrel. And I was fighting for my life uh, with a career uh, and a job who basically gave me the ultimatum of returning right away. Or risk losing it all. Um, I was found to have needed two plastic surgeries, multiple plastic surgeries, uh, sutures removed, things of that nature, while healing in between um, dealing with bandages and therapy and trying to find new housing for being attacked in my home, I forced myself to go back to work. Um, because I didn't have any option. My, my supervisor, her supervisor basically made it clear that it wasn't their concern that I had been attacked, found dead, uh, left for dead. And no one knew who I was for days while in the hospital. Um, and so because of that, I realized no one was going to share my story no one was going to speak our names henceforth. And then it was us. The Atuas report 
is really news and information that guides our community in a time where it's needed, giving voice to the voiceless, and helping those who are unaware of their strength, the ability to lift to greater heights. I look forward to this opportunity with you on bringing guests, information, news, stories, my personal experience to share. I have never in my life since my attack blamed my attacker. I have not seen him since. He was never caught. The police never investigated, never took a report. My job with the city of Philadelphia Department of Public Health did not support me, did not care. I was literally left bandaged, face wrapped up through sutures, sitting in the health department, explaining to people their recent diagnosis, be it whatever infection disease or sexually transmitted infection they had been diagnosed or had came in contact with or possibly had come in contact with. It was a difficult time because after my attack, I was very uh, emotional, um, dealing with PTSD and just every story became personal. Every story became a moment of reflection of, I'm here to hear your story and it I just would lose it. I had to leave my job, not just because I wasn't ready to be back, but because there was so much healing I needed to do for myself. And I saw me breaking down in front of my patients, in front of the clients and we were serving. And I knew I couldn't give them my 100%. I unfortunately had a second supervisor who basically was like, if you can't give 100%, you have to go. And this was literally within the first three months of recovery. Uh, I couldn't drive. I couldn't walk outside without the fear of being attacked or being noticed or this young man and his family looking for me. And I recall not knowing where to turn, but I do recall not giving up. I kept the faith. I kept the faith to find my voice through physical therapy, through therapy, meditation, being a Buddhist, uh, and one who walks with the Soka Gakkai international understanding uh, of what our sensei, uh, President Ikeda, instills in us, uh, and which is about that light, understanding your Buddhahood. So those things for me helped guide me back to this path now. Uh, I fought internally with the fire within on, on healing and removing 
any hatred that I had in my heart uh, towards my attacker or those who failed to not listen, show any sympathy, remorse or care, but still expected so much from me. So I recognize I'm not the only one in my community who goes through things. I'm not the only one to have survived, but I am blessed to have survived what was known to have been a homicide or my death experience. I'm grateful. But more importantly, I get to share this moment with you, bring you news and information that I hope enlighten you, but as well stir your soul to doing some amazing things and helping to protect one another. So we're going to engage in some heavy dialogue, but we're also going to share the information and news you need to know. So I look forward to joining you Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. as we bring our stories to the forefront, to the light, to the sound of our listeners. This is our time. The Atuas Report belongs to us. Feel free to email me at A-T-I-W-U-S report, a tourist report at Gmail. If you have questions, you'd like to be interviewed, news you would like to share, information you would like to share, let's make this about us. More information to come regarding the tourist report with Tony Blessing. Thank you. I look forward to many conversations with the plenty of you. All the best. Until the next time. The Atuas Report with your host, Tony Blesson. The Atuas Report starts now.